and say, it's good to see you tonight. Now turn to the other neighbor who is your second choice. And who you slightly reject and say, it's okay to see you tonight. I'm joking. Who's, the, who's happy to be in church tonight? I'm happy to be in church. It's been a good weekend with the, uh, you know, seeing Steve Strutt's stuff last night. You know, it was lovely at Genesis. It was fantastic. But we just, we're doing something new, stories that live. And we just want to speak from individual stories around the life of our church. We are such a diverse and unique church. And I mean, that reflects Mansfield. That re- reflects the places in which we live. And tonight we're going to be speaking about Jared's story and we'll, uh, we'll introduce Jared in just a second, but we're just going to watch a video in two parts, so enjoy it. I've always been brought up in a Christian family. Um, my mum and dad obviously took me to church when I was young, uh, my dad being the minister. Um, so, you know, Sunday was always church day in my eyes. Even at a young age, I encountered Jesus. The, the first time I encountered Jesus was 12 years old. Um, and I can remember the first time, I had, it was a meeting where I'd actually walked out of the meeting and played football instead of listening to the sermon. And I can remember going back in and a guy just said, I feel I need to pray for you. And I was like, okay. And all I can remember is <laughs> I was on the floor and my friend said I'd been there for an hour. And I'd, that's never left me. But then, you know, not, not rebellious, but I went off and did my own thing. Um, at 15, I, I got into gambling, which at the time I just thought it was a little thing. And, you know, up until 19, it took over my whole life. It was an addiction that can kill people. When I, when I got to 17, it was my whole life. It, it took over my family. Uh, it was more important than my family. It even come more important than my football. Um, there were times when I'd I'd turn up late to football because I'd be in the gambling shop. And, you know, it, it took over everything. Um, the turning point for me becoming a Christian was as simple as that. I, I met Jesus, but it was six months before that that was something inside was really changing. I, I didn't understand it either. I I never prayed to God. And like I say, I was going through this this addiction of gambling where it really took over me and it was my whole life, as well as football. But football was kind of second. And then I kept coming home from football um, after drinking with the lads. And I used to come home to my mum and dad and say, I don't know what's happening. I need Jesus and I don't know why. And the thing is, I'd never prayed. I'd, I, it sounds daft, but I actually enjoyed my life. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed gambling. I can remember one night going to church. Um, <laughs> funnily enough, I'd just won £400. <laughs> and 
I'd just come back and a girl said to me, God can heal you of your gambling addiction and all the sins that you, you're committing. And, and I said, well, maybe, but I don't want him to. I enjoy my life. But then, like I say, that six-month period, something was happening, and and it was God softening my heart. It was, it was changing me. Hey, I forgot to welcome uh, myself before, and if you don't know me, I'm Josh, and I'm just a part of the team here. But what we're going to do now is welcome Jared, so give him a round of applause as he comes to the stage. Hello, Jared. Hi, Joshua. We, uh, me and Jared are very close friends, and we go back a long way, so it's, it's really a privilege to, for me tonight, because... We were friends before Jazz was a Christian, and uh, so I've seen him on both sides. And uh, I, I just quickly, just to you know, get, give people a flavour of you, I want to give you a few, uh, you know, or questions. So, sweet or savoury? Sweet. Okay. Going out or staying in? Going out. Indian or Chinese? Chinese. Dress up or dress down? Dress down. Romance or play it cool? I'm single, so play it cool. <laughs> <laughs> Just as an aside, single ladies, afterwards, come and speak to me. You know, I'll take you. I'm desperate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Winter or summer? Summer. Be careful with this one. Christian or Phil? No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Neither. <laughs> Christmas or birthday? Christmas. And my personal favourite, girls allowed... Or One Direction? Both horrendous. You've got both albums. I've seen them I in know. your eyes. <laughs> and, um, just to, you know, break the ice, just tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do. I'm Jared Holmes. Um, I've been coming to this church uh, ooh, quite a long time, since 15, so 10 years. Um, I play semi-professional football. I've been doing that since 16 years old. Um, I work with 11, 17 year olds is my, my job. Uh, so that's, that's good and challenging at the same time. I feel that's where God's put me, uh, as well as football. I feel he's given me a gift to play football. Um, I normally offer that gift up to God every year and say, do you want me to quit? He's saying no at this time. So, um, yeah, so that's who I am. Good. And just to say as well, jazz is an integral part of different teams in the life of the church. So with universal, which is our youth ministry, and the big night out, and other things around church, so that's really cool. Hey, let's um, speak about the video, and speak about your story. What a lot of people won't know as well, that was uh, taken two years ago, and I mean, we'll speak about that further on, but just relating to, you know, the place you were in, tell us about your frame of mind in the period before you were a Christian. Um, like I said in the video, you know, at 15 years old, and, and let me just say this, I, I'm I'm from a fantastic family. So when I look back at that video, I do feel, uh, and there's no condemnation in Christ, I understand that. But I do feel a bit of shame that I went down the route I did. Now, I got into gambling at 15, uh, you know, a little small, whatever, 50p. Um, but I think we all know that small things can lead to bigger things. Um, and yeah, so I got into this, this gambling at 15 years old. Um, I got into semi-professional football at 16. 
Now, what you've got to understand is I was around a lot of men at that time. And for a 16-year-old, I'm still developing. Now, because I was 16 and possibly, I don't know, they saw potential in me. I'm the young lad. Um, I'm the youngest player to ever play for this team. They got around me. Uh, the lads got around me. Um, and I kind of fell into that. I fell into being a man when actually I was a child, really. You know, I wasn't a child, but I was, you know, adolescent. So maybe from their influence, I wasn't strong enough to deal with what I was going into. Um, so at a young age, I did get into gambling, and it got really, really serious. Um, and the thing, that, the thing that really overtook me and, and, and I really struggled with is that my whole life was a lie. And um, that every day I'd lie to my mum and dad, and that hurts. Um, you know, I'd lie where, where I was, what I'd be doing, and they didn't know. So my whole life was a secret and a lie. Um, so that's, that's before, you know, God rescued me. Yeah, I mean, because sometimes we just see it on the, on the video and people think, oh, it was just, you know, just a little thing. And I, I mean, as, as guys today in, in football teams and around... Other guys, you know, gambling's it's just a thing that people do and you don't realise the consequences behind, you know, where it can go. So just talk to us briefly about the addict lifestyle. You know, you talked about it being a lie. Yeah, so, you know, I'm not as in as deep as, as some people. You know, um, I played against a player called Lee Hendry three weeks ago and he's, he's played in the Premiership. He's got an England cap. Lee Hendry was a fantastic footballer, premiership footballer. He earned £10.5 million. Um, Lee Hendry's now playing at the same level as I am, bankrupt because of gambling. Uh, suicidal, tried to take his life three times. Um, and that's why it can kill. Addictions can kill. And, you know, in 1 Corinthians 6, Paul says we shouldn't be slaves to anything. So I was a slave. I was a slave to gambling. But I didn't have the personal power to break that addiction or that slavery. Um, so, my, like I say, my, my lifestyle was very selfish. I didn't care for many people. I didn't care, um, you know, it just basically it overtook me. It overtook me. Um, but I'm very thankful that, you know, I'm, I've, I've, I've beaten that through God. And just finally, before we go into the next part of the story, which is my favorite part, but it seems like with me and obviously knowing you through this time that with your story, you know, people could say, you know, was he, was he crazy? Was he stupid? You know, God drawing him close because we know of times when, uh, you know, so Jazz used to come to church before he was a Christian and, and God had seemed to do things in your heart and like you say, encountering Jesus at the age of 12, but still you walked off and did your own thing. I mean, people say that, that seems crazy, but I think the thing is when you look back through your story, you see that God was chasing you and God was wooing you. Yeah. I love it how Psalm 23 says it, God's love and his mercy follow us. They, the message version say, says it chases us, God's love and mercy. And when you look back, I, th- I think for every person in this place, you can look back through your life, Christian or non-Christian, if you look back and you might be able to say, you know, that was God chasing me. So what we're going to do is we're going to move on to the next, uh, next part of the video. And it was God softening my heart. It was, it was changing me. 
And then the turning point come when I decided to go to a Christian festival. And there was 12,000 people there. And I took all my friends, my non-Christian friends, and every single night I encountered Jesus. And he was telling me things that only he could know and I could know. And, and it, it, was, it was breaking me, but it felt amazing. And, and my friends knew as well, even though they'd never experienced God, they knew that something was changing and that it would be life-changing. And then I can remember coming home and, and all the lads had fell asleep in the car. And again, it was like, it was like God was just talking to me. And then I got home and I went straight to my bedroom and I said, Jesus, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to give absolutely everything. And he turned up again. <laughs> and I knew from that moment in, in my bedroom that I'd met the king. I'd, I'd, met, I'd met something beyond myself, but something that was everything for 19 years that I'd never had. And, it's, and I've never been the same since. You know, the moment I come a Christian, I never gambled since. My addiction was completely cleansed. I, I, I never, and I'm not saying I never thought about gambling, I did, but I've never done it since. Even the way I speak, I used to, on the football pitch, I used to be the worst swearer on the pitch. But I can't even think that I've swore since again. God's cleansed me. And it's totally life-changing. Whatever God puts me through, I'll trust him. Because, you know, he loved me first. And if I think how he saved me and how he, he actually is my saviour, I want to give it all back. I believe a, a Christian has to... People have to know you're a Christian. If you've met Jesus, it's, it's all or nothing. You know, it's not, it's not easy in my football team, but they know I'm a Christian. Why? They see something different in me. They see my actions. They see the way that I stand up for what I believe in. And I believe that it's a Christian. People should know you're a Christian. It's either the truth or it's not the truth. Yeah, so from that video, we're two years on, like I say, but how old were you? Uh, when you got saved? 19? 19, yeah. 19. Uh, so how old are you now? 25, just to give people context. 25, so that was six years ago. And what a lot of people say I find when uh, people come to Jesus is that, you know, it'll just last for a, a little time. You know, someone like Jazz doing different kind of things, uh, being in that selfish lifestyle like he spoke about, people say, you know, it'll just be for a, a bit of time. So just talk to us now about, you know, you said on there that, You've never gambled since. Your, your swearing's completely dried up. Talk to us about that transition. And, you know, have you kept that up? Is that still the way you're living today? Yeah. So, <clears throat> when, you know, I talked about that six-month period when I didn't know what was happening. And I genuinely didn't know what was happening. You know, I felt something inside. And, and, you, and you know, you can say you've been brought up in a Christian family. You, you know what was happening. I didn't. I know now what was happening. The Holy Spirit was so working on me, 
which obviously the Holy Spirit reveals Jesus to you and points yourself to Jesus, that I was coming home and I was like, Dad, I need Jesus. I don't know why I need Jesus. Yet I still continued in that lifestyle. But obviously you get no peace from that. Um, But the the transition, when I I went to Grapevine with my friends who were all non-Christians, I... Them four nights, I will never, ever forget in my life. I, the greatest four nights of my life, even though I was being broken. Um, I can just rem- the Holy Spirit was so, so tangible on me. And, and I had my head on, 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 a, on a chair, and I just kept weeping and saying, sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I kept repeating that and repeating that. And I still didn't know, when I become a Christian, why I was saying Sorry. Um, and God was saying, sorry, that's my phone. I'm saying sorry again. Uh, um, and, and God was saying, Jared, I, I've been with you all your life. Um, and this is what, I didn't have this for you. This is not your identity. You know, I've, I've got an identity for you. And I want you to step into your identity, Jared. And that's why I was weeping. And all my friends knew it would be life-changing. They didn't just think I was going through an emotional time. I can remember Liam, who's a good friend of mine, and he said, Jared, something's happened to you, haven't it? That, that's going to be life-changing. I said, yeah, Liam. I said, it, it is. And I can remember coming back in the car, and these words will never leave me. And um, the guys were asleep, and, and it, there was this song by Delirious that says, lead me to the cross where we first met. Draw me to my knees so we can talk. Let me feel your breath. Let me know you're here with me. And that was so real to me. Because I'd gone to the cross. And God said, I've paid for it all, Jared. You know, and you can't run away from me. And you know what? Even six years down the line when, when I think, no, I can't do that, God. And I want to run away from you like Jonah. I always put that song on. And I'm reminded of where I met God, and, and I think I'll do that all through my life. I think that's why God put that on me, because I'll always go back to that song and those words. Um, so, so, yeah, so I, I instantly got healed. Um, I knew I'd been healed straight away, um, and not without temptation, by the way. There's always temptation, but I knew I'd been healed. Um, and then three years down the line, one of my friends uh, it was in football with me. He rang me up and says, Jared, how did you get rid of that addiction? I know how strong that was on you. And I said, Dean, if you want to know, I said, Jesus. And he put the phone down. And uh, I rang him back up and says, I want nothing to do with it. And, uh, and I said, well, that's your choice. Um, but I can only speak through experience of, of how I got saved. So, You know, from, from your story, people might take in a sense that you know, you were in such a different place and God did something great in your heart that it's just easy. You know, being a Christian's easy. It's just this kind of, you've already alluded to it in a sense saying, you know, not without temptation. But what people have a view of sometimes is that the Christian life is just, you know, you're just floating through, through life with Jesus and everything's easy and everything's, you know, just same and that kind of thing. Talk to us from your experience of that. You know, how, how you feel you walk with Jesus. Is it just easy? Is it just a, you know, you, you miss all the problems and everything's just wonderful with Jesus. Do you, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, well, 
It is. It God, God's good. God is good. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> even, even though sometimes you think, God, why are you doing this? This don't feel good. Yeah. You know, and, and, and Phil talked about this morning. Now, the Holy Spirit is the comforter. But he is uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> he is uncomfortable at times. And he'll save to do something and you'll be like, nope. No. And... And that's where the relationship comes in. This is not religion. This is relationship. You put, look at the Bible. These are strong men of God. And, and God wanted them to do certain things that worldly people won't do. And God chooses us. And he said, okay, I've got a destiny for you. I've got a purpose for you. And it doesn't come without spiritual warfare. It doesn't, you know, what I've noticed in the last year is the devil wants to beat me up. He wants to take my destiny away from me. He wants to rip me apart. Why? Because I want to be a man of God. I've wanted that since a young kid. I've always strived for honesty, integrity from a young kid. And, you know, I look back in my life now and God has always been there in my life. Since the age of eight years old where I had my first vision to 12 years old where he touched me and all the way through my life. Um... So yeah, it does have challenges. God doesn't take you away from them. But what, what happens through challenges is we develop character. We develop godly character. And it makes us men of God instead of children of God. And I think I'm going through that process now. And it's challenging, but I know that, you know, um, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And that's where I need to get in my Bible. And we all do. Because, you know, it's a double-edged sword and that's where we win the battle when we take God on his word. That's great. Just as we come to land, um, there's people in this place tonight who maybe have had different experiences of church. People who aren't Christians at the moment. People searching for something possibly. What would you say to those people? Those people on the fringes. Those people looking for something tonight. You know, from your experience of... of, uh, you know, you looking for, for something in a sense. You've been in that empty lifestyle. There's people in this place tonight searching for something. What would you say to those people tonight? I'd say, you know, I've got a friend here, Stephen, and, and, uh, and I said to Stephen, you know, sometimes I've been a bit too nice when it's t- talking about God. And I said, Stephen, I said, you'll go through, I says, if you want that car, you'll work hard for that car. I says, and you'll work very hard for that car. And I says, in certain things in, the, in worldly senses, you'll go and chase. I went, go and chase God. I went, Jeremiah 3 says, if you seek me with all your heart, you'll find me. So go and seek him with all your heart. And if you don't find him, then, you know, for you, that's not God. But God, God can't break a promise. So if you seek him with all your heart, you're going to find him. Yeah. And funnily enough, and, now, and this is God's sense of humor, you know, religious people might say God's not funny. He, he's got a sense of humor. And, um, you know, he made me. So, uh, but Stephen, so I sent him Jeremiah 3. He's in his car. He's saying, God, uh, you know, your word says that if, you, if I seek you with all my heart, I'll, I'll find you. And uh, when he, he pressed seek on his radio and a Christian radio station come up. <laughs> and, you know, the chances of that are pretty minimal because I didn't know there was a Christian radio station. <laughs> and it said seek on it when he did it. So... I think God's uh, closer than we think. Um, but what I would say is, and this is for the young and old, go and seek God after yourself. I found God in my bedroom. I said to God, God, 
I believe I've encountered you by your spirit. Come again, reveal yourself. I'm after you. And he come again. So it doesn't matter whether you're seven years old or 70 years old. God wants to touch you. God wants to reveal himself to you. And I've had this on my heart for ages. Parents, if you've got kids, you bring them to church because they need to know truth. Okay, even if you don't want to go to church, you bring your child. Because what will, what will happen is they'll hear truth. And in the coming days, they'll come to know truth and establish truth. Stop making excuses. You know, these guys in our youth group on a Friday, and I said to them, I took them to Laser Quest on Friday, and these are from all non-church backgrounds. And, and I said, guys, what do you think about God? And uh, one of the guys said, yeah, I know he's real. I know God is real. I said, oh, how do you know he's real? And he went, he touched me right here. He says, I've never felt anything like it. And the other lad said, well, and these are in our youth services. These are 12-year-olds, 13-year-olds. And another lad said, you know, I felt this, I felt this thing over me that I've never felt before. And, and I had an impression to go to the front and be prayed for. He says, and I've never felt a peace like it. And he says, and I knew I'd met God. And I thought, that's what it's about. That's what it's about. Even though you've got so many external things against you, you've even got your family against you. You know, some of these kids are having to lie to their parents to come to church. It's sad. But you know, the only conquering thing above that is Jesus. Jesus is powerful than all of them external things because there's so much external things and temptations drawing you away from truth. But God is the conqueror. So parents, get your children in here. And I'll tell you what, when this youth service starts in here, some of you young kids are going to get touched by God. And you're going to feel joy, you're going to feel peace. And you're going to go into your schools and tell other kids. Because that's, that's what it's about. I got touched at 12 years old, it's never left me. And that's what my heart is. I want kids to be touched by God and know truth. Great, let's give Jared a round of applause, eh? Phil's going to come and wrap up now. So.